Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And a very good day to you. This is Brad Zocco. You're listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast. We have just been in uh, a, a whole lot of severe weather, haven't we been? It is uh, January 20th, and I have friends from my former uh, locale in Tennessee, and uh, they're not able to get around. And I don't think we've ever had a significant snow since like the mid-90s and uh, over here in South Carolina. We have some windy, cold weather, but uh, no snow right now, and it seems like we might be the only ones on the eastern seaboard here that don't have any snow here. Uh, it is about 12 degrees out. I'm in the barn studio. It's a bit chilly, but I have all the heaters running. It's wonderful as I'm here. It, the weather got so severe the other day, I was heading in to do some work for our ministry, and I was driving our old 2000 Ford F-150 pickup, which has a cover on the back. And the wind literally was whipping so hard from the rear of the cars, it lifted up an unattached part, threw it out on the highway. I'm just thankful no cars were going by. I actually had to stop, throw the blinkers on, and run out on the highway and retrieve that. So we've had some severe windy weather here. And I hope you're doing fine where you are. It has been a very, very active week here. And I thank you so much for uh, all of your prayers your encouragement, and uh, all the fun times we've been having here in just getting around uh, and, and getting the, the whole new year set up. Uh, as it looks right now, uh, my calendar says within the next couple of weeks, I'll be going over February 11th as the weather and the Lord would allow. I'll be February 11th traveling through. I'm going to stop and see a uh, some friends here in our ministry in Mount Airy, on the way up to Salisbury, Maryland, and on February 11th, I will be speaking at Calvary Baptist Tabernacle in the morning time in Salisbury, Maryland. Then in the evening time, uh, the Sugar Shack Bakery is opening up their store to a town area-wide uh, Bible study that's going to be at the Sugar Shack in Bridgeville, Delaware. And so if you're there, boy, it'd be great to be able to see you. The next week after that, I will be heading on down to... Dayton, Texas, to South Dayton Baptist Church, Pastor Mike Melligan. I'm looking forward to being with our wonderful people at our church, the morning and the evening service as well. Then the week after that, it's at Fayetteville, Georgia. To my Georgia friends, hope to see you there in Fayetteville. Uh, that's Pastor Brian Parrish's church, Lisbon Baptist Church, Lisbon, L-I-S-B-O-N, Lisbon Baptist Church. Now, here in South Carolina, on Wednesday, February 21st. I will be speaking about heaven in the evening Wednesday night service at Holly Springs Baptist Church here in Pickens, right down the road from me in Pickens, South Carolina, Holly Springs Baptist Church, and I'm really looking forward to that. And that kind of covers things before we, I move over and fly into California. I'll be doing that. Hollister, California on March 3rd. Looking forward to that. That weekend's going to be a lot of fun. I'm thanking you for being here. Thank you so much for all of the uh, just the wonderful, wonderful promises of encouragement and prayer you have brought our way. Go over to our website and take a look at what's going on there. I've updated the map, the travel map so far. You can see where I'll be heading to. Keep me in prayer. If you want to partner with us, receive our newsletter. 
uh, prayer. You can be on their prayer uh, chain as well, helping out with different people in need. Then you go ahead and sign up over there. You take a look at the partner part of our website. It's theheaventour.com, theheaventour.com. If you'd like to write me, that is brad at theheaventour.com. I really, really appreciate all the contact I have with my good friends. And so what we're talking about today is as we look at heaven, then we want to talk about what are we supposed to do here on earth. You know, when we look at uh, the, the wonders we've been uh, just all over the Bible, we've seen so many promises of heaven. It's elicited a lot of conversation on the different media outreaches I've been on, on uh, the uh, TikTok outreach, uh, the live streaming uh, during the course of the week, uh, every weekday in the morning, and then uh, later on, 9.30 in the morning, then I go over to YouTube Live as well. I'm on Instagram uh, in the afternoons and sometimes in the evenings. I'm uh, out outreaching, uh, the, uh, outreaching to the uh, many people. I have a lot of college uh, students on the Instagram uh, outreach there. And then also on Twitter, which is now called X, I will post some different things on there. So there's a lot of outreach, even on Facebook. And a lot of people are asking questions about heaven. It keeps growing, it seems, almost every day. When we talk about heaven, we have talked in our previous podcasts about this being a place of wonder, gets God's home, uh, John chapter 14. It's a place of comfort. Remember we talked about that, the Hebrew word neham, uh, used 108 times in the scriptures, this word for comfort. The Greek word is parakaleo, means alongside, and indeed we see this. We're going to have God alongside us, Revelation chapter 21 and verse 3. He's going to be our God. We're going to be his children. We will follow him. We will see him face to face, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 4. We will reign with him, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 5. We see now that in the uh, the presence of the Lord in what's called Abraham's bosom. That's the only time it's used in the scriptures. Luke 16, side by side with Abraham at the feasting table, God's presence. Luke chapter 16, Lazarus is now comforted. This continues on, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 4. Those who mourn now, they may have a grievous time on earth, either being persecuted for the faith or just going through the hardships of life. But they realize they want above all a walk with God, a relationship with Jesus Christ, Jesus to be their Savior, their King, their Shepherd, they want to follow Him. Those who mourn, they are comforted. They will be comforted. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 4. As a matter of fact, the Lord Himself says this in Isaiah 51 and verse 12. I am He who comforts you. So with that, we will have every once in a while, someone will uh, want to know, well, what do we do now? Do we sit around and just wait for heaven? You know, I mean, I know you're saying, Isaiah 55 and verse 11, that uh, happiness will endure forever. But what about, what do we do now? Are we just trying to manufacture some happiness now? Uh, what, what exactly do we do as Christians? Well, among other things, there's something that may come up as an accusation against Christians, and it's even happened against fellow, by fellow Christians, to me here in this ministry, there has been more than once somebody says, well, why don't you just stop talking about heaven, and why don't you Christians, or you in particular, Brad, start doing things about the ills of the world? Why don't you start doing things to the poverty-stricken, to the needy? You know, you Christians, that's the problem with you Christians. You're not practical. You're so heavenly-minded, you're no earthly good. 
Well, okay, does the Bible tell? We've spent a lot of times, a lot of time uh, talking about the beauty of heaven and the promise of forever. But are Christians told in the scriptures to just look at heaven and not worry about the things of earth? Well, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, uh, we are told very clearly in the book of Acts at the formation of the first church, what did it say? They immediately start helping out those that were in distress, those that were in need. People were collecting and helping in a conglomerate, in a cooperative of helping those in Acts chapter 2, and you continue on, and you'll see that. But when we see the scriptures, this is something that I'd like to encourage you on if you are not active in it, or if you have a devotional study for your prayer group, your Bible study, your family devotions, your church. Where does the Bible say that we're to reach out and help others? Well, let's take a look at some scriptures. Let's let the Bible speak for itself. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 31. It says, he who is generous to the needy honors God. Now, I can't tell you how many times we've had wonderful Christians who may have just come to salvation in Jesus Christ and says, what can I do to show God favor, to show God, I mean business, to show God uh, his glory and honor him? Well, one of the things, one of the things, Proverbs 14, 31, you're generous to the needy. You're seeing people. And many of my friends that are listening right now, you've been there, haven't you? You know what it's like wondering about the next mortgage payment, uh, uh, if, if you're going to be able to take care of the groceries, or realizing you really can't have that kind of a vacation that you've always wanted. You just don't have the money. And you're trying to think of a way to be able to give the kids Christmas presents, you know, something that they might like or things along that line. I, as well as you, I have faced poverty, okay? In, in my childhood years, we've talked about this, extreme poverty, living in really, uh, really decrepit places and such like that. And so especially on my heart are those that may be suffering the way I can empathize with them in knowing what it's like. And so when I see that, and you see that, we can feel something like it, but we are commanded to do something. We can honor God as we help others. He who is generous to the needy honors God, Proverbs 14, 31. Think about what, what it says way back, tucked in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 15, 11. Open wide your hand to your brother the needy and the poor in your land. Open wide your hand to help them. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 9, the generous will be blessed for they share their food with the poor. You see, it's not talking about selling your car and then parceling out and you have nothing. But if you have, you know, this is what uh, I like doing and this is what a number of, of folks do. When you go to the store, instead of buying one can of soup, you buy two. Put the second one on the side. Instead of buying just one box of or bag of rice, you buy two. And so in the times that we had, when we had at, at our church, I, I think of in, over in Tennessee, and we had a single woman who was trying to get her career started uh, in a medical path, and they were just trying to do so hard. She was trying to get her RN, and then she was doing other jobs and such. And so in the church, we would help by quietly putting things in the trunk of their car, foodstuffs and and helping out. And then I found out later on that someone else was able to go, some of the mechanics in the church, and they were changing her oil and then uh, replacing a tire now and again. And that's one of the many examples at our church. Uh, there was a man going along the highway trying to hitchhike his way into the University of Tennessee to get a job. And he happened to go by our area 
And one of the men of the church picked him up and brought him into a potluck dinner we had and said, listen, stock up. We'll take you on down. You don't have to worry about hitchhiking. We'll get you on down there to your job. And I just remember he was there and he was just so appreciative. And all of these uh, men would sit around and talk with him and give him dignity and care about him. It's just caring, sharing the food. Doesn't mean that you have to sacrificially give. That is wonderful. But even in just sharing your food, isn't that wonderful? Think of what we said, Matthew 10, 42. You're giving a cup of cold water in the name of the Lord. You're not going to lose your reward on that. Isn't that amazing what we can give, little or big? Uh, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 42. You give to the one who asks you. They have a reason when they're needy. Don't turn your back on them. That's a direction from the Lord. James 1.27. Our faith is shown this way. The Father accepts this type of faith. He'll call it pure and faultless this way. If you look after orphans and widows in their distress. You see how our eyes not only look up, but it looks across the horizon to those in need. Leviticus chapter 19, verses 9 and 10. They were instructed in the Old Testament, if you had a farm, you don't go over and pick up all the things in the harvest. As you are gathering and you are using the scythe or the sickle and going, and if some of the wheat falls down as you're moving quickly, leave it there for the poor. You don't go back over a second time, pick up every single grape. You leave the harvest, the gleaning for the poor. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 17. If anybody has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, well, the question is, how can the love of God be in that person? And that's a very, very good question that John presents it. Jesus himself tells you in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 21, and it's repeated in Luke 12, verses 20, uh, 33 and 34 that if you're showing a true dedication to the Lord, what did he say? Sell your possessions and give to the poor. What will that do? That takes you more than to having a treasure here on earth. It invests in a treasure in heaven. When it says this, take those possessions that you have, all of those things, those collections and things. Consider, this one might sell for $15. How much would that help somebody down there with uh, uh, some food? This over here that you have had tucked back in the shelf, it's gathering dust, and you can sell that, and that might be for a tank of gas for somebody that really could use it. You know, when we see these different things uh, when we were moving, and I thought, well, we haven't used this in years, and so we would either donate it to charity or with the proceeds give it to somebody or, or else just give somebody uh, that, that overcoat uh, or that, that uh, tool or, or some things like that to help out somebody that is in need or else we would find a charity, uh, a different one. There's a one down the road here that openly the, the proceeds from their thrift store helps out uh, an orphanage just down the road here in South Carolina. Doing that, helping out, selling your possessions and giving to the poor. Luke 14, verses 13 and 14. It's a great illustration. If you give a banquet, don't forget, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the halt. They can't repay you, but God will repay you. When we think about those times that we celebrate and we say, well, we want to be able to look good in front of other people. We want to be high in society. But what about actually going out and serving in a food line, in a, in a rescue mission, or else giving in a way that, you can, that they can't repay you? You'll never see them again. And the Lord says, in the resurrection of the righteous, you will be repaid. 
I want you to think about this. And there are many Christians, and I do believe that the majority of the Christians listening right now are active in this, maybe not even knowing these verses. But the Barna research tells us uh, they, they do extensive research among uh, faith-based groups. And they said 70% of practicing Christians give to the needy. 64% of practicing Christians give directly to the individuals that's in here. If they know of somebody, they will give to individuals in need, 64%. The evangelicals, the report goes on, says that they actually outgive all other faith groups. Their donation to the needy at 72% is higher than any other group. Now, 30% say one of the reasons why they give is because their church cast a particular vision. Like, we've got to help this rescue mission, or we want to help this family, or here's what is in a need uh, there. 30% will have a direct uh, response to giving because their church has, quote, cast a vision on it. And I also think of this because I've used this in other podcasts, but I want to repeat this again. There was a writer by the name of Scott Sauls, and he reported this back from a conference. There was a Barna Philanthropy Roundtable, and they had given a report, which was most uh, uh, powerful. And it said, in 2022, of all the philanthropic giving, of all charity giving in America, Christians were accounted for 70% of all giving in America at the tune of $300 billion. As a matter of fact, their, their findings said Christians gave more to global poverty, global poverty, than the United States government. So we're seeing indeed there are people that are heavenly minded and they also want to be earthly good. And I find that most powerful. We just simply say this. No, we're not doing this because we want some self-promotion. We're not doing this because we want people to put our name on the headlines. We're doing this because we've been called to do this. And we have the love of God in us. And in response to that, like it says in 1 John three seventeen, we have material possessions that can help someone out. We have that, that bonus. We can use part of that to help somebody. This extra equipment, this extra bag of rice, this extra sack of groceries. Yeah, we can help others and we want to do so because we've been taught to. We've been taught to love. We've been taught to care. And our treasure, should we receive it? We're doing this for the Lord. The Lord will take care of that as it tells you in Luke chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. God will repay We'll be satisfied with that. Thank you so much, friends, for listening. I appreciate this, and I do hope that this may inspire you. Maybe you say, I haven't been giving. I just want to instill upon you how, just how wonderful it is. Just if somebody else in need just gets a $5 bill, somebody else just gets a bag of groceries that is in need, how those little ones can be helped out in that. Or if you have some extra baby equipment in the garage and something, and you know of a young family in the church that could use that high chair, that could use that stroller or that playpen, just things along that line, or you're knowing that there's a local charity that, ha- that, that takes care of foster children, and you can help out with an extra backpack, or you can purchase 
uh, toothbrushes and toothpastes and the diff different needs. Think about that. We've seen the call to help, and somebody says, well, how? And these are some of the things, and there are some other ones. You know, as you pray to the Lord, look for opportunities and do that, okay? God bless you. You take care. This is Brad, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. In order for the Heaven Tour to continue fulfilling our mission, we humbly ask for your support. Your generosity allows us to continue to proclaim and explain the biblical truth of heaven and to mentor many. All eligible donations are tax deductible, so please prayerfully consider an end of year gift. You can send your gift to the Heaven Tour, P.O. Box 795 Pickens, South Carolina 29671. Thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving.